Hey guys, what's going on? It's Josh, JC Alfelto for The Writer's Lens. And here's the much-anticipated part three of my discussion with the Pens of Steel as we finish up our conversation on digital voices, the digital revolution, and just really what it looks like to be a creative in the 21st century. So myself, Brian Del Turco of Jesus Smart and Substance TV, Brent McLaughlin, a fellow writer here in Cleveland, and Willie Scott, uh, the co-founder of Better Than Blended and TKI Publishing, are here to discuss in this third and final portion of our group discussion about digital footprints and what that looks like and just how we might go about doing them uh, when we have the ability to create social media personas, social media profiles, uh, the ability to reach an audience directly. Uh, There's a lot that goes into that, and though we've covered quite a bit of that in the first two sessions, uh, this third one I think wraps up pretty nicely as far as uh, the overall uh, conversation goes. So enjoy, and uh, hopefully we'll be doing a few of these uh, again soon. So again, hope you've enjoyed these, and here is part three. That's really good. I mean, I, I, just, I my brain is just like really going right now, like thinking about <laughs> thinking of all the stuff you guys were talking about. I mean, there were like there was two takeaways, and I was trying to mentally think of them as you guys were were summarizing all that. And the one thing that was really good was uh, Brian had mentioned about uh, how the the gentleman was saying that if only ten or twelve people were listening to him. That mm-hmm. he would be getting up and do it, it die. Every, you know, every day till he dies. And I think yep. that was really hitting on the question I posed initially about how do you be authentic? You know, how do you figure out what your voice is to be authentic with? And how do you develop a unique message? And it really is not this end result of, mo- of many, many numbers. Now, granted, that's a real goal. You know, your real goal is, is that you want to be able to you know, expand and create the larger sphere like you were talking about, Brian, like, you know, let's, let's just be honest. We want to be able to have a greater impact, more influence. You know, we want to be able to do those kinds of things, but really the key of it is, is that am I, am I rooted in a, in a, in a heart's desire that even if I have an audience of five or six and these people are really being fed by that message, that really is my unique voice. Then that really is the unique voice that, is is creating fruit and there is some kind of life that is coming out of it right like there's life givingness that's coming out of it and i think the draw too because again i'm kind of bringing this back around to what i was talking about because both you guys are really making me think is the comparison aspect of the digital age you know going back to how i have to compare myself to other people you know I, i i've only got a thousand followers, you know, on my Instagram and such and such who's doing sci-fi has 1500. What's the deal? I better hurry up and buy that sponsored ad and make sure that, you know, I, I'm, I'm now trying to reach more people and in creating more influence, getting my fingers on, you know, or, or out there in the digital realm, you know, with more people. I mean, one of the things, yeah, one of the things, Josh, we could talk about is that, you know, we could talk about like our digital footprint. We look at that person and we say, man, that guy's like Bigfoot. You know, he's got this huge following. He's got an email list of tens of thousands and social media. But there's also the issue of what is the quality of that footprint? Because a lot of people have, have big footprints, but their audience is not engaged. Mm-hmm. It's, right. It's, it's, there's a lot of people that are in that footprint that yep. are not quality contacts. It's better to actually have a, a smaller footprint that's more engaged, hmm. you know, 
mm-hmm. and that are helping you to proliferate your message and, right. and a conversation with, like Brent was talking about, building conversations than having a a huge sort of a half dead you know footprint. Mm-hmm. There's that aspect of it too. It's just a practical aspect. Well, I'll just right. I'll just throw it out there. I mean, I mean, let's let's think of uh, you know Jesus and the twelve disciples. I mean, that's like it's pretty much the the ultimate yeah. model there, right? I mean, as far as you have a really small, tight knit tribe, and they follow you around for two to three years. I think I actually heard this on another podcast. Maybe I was listening to um, maybe with you, Brian, or someone was talking about. Uh, the uh, the benefits of having ten or twelve people around you, you know, for an extended period of time, that actually do support and encourage, but also really believe in your message, and you kind of there's almost a reciprocation there, as far mm-hmm. as the message is concerned, and that mm-hmm. as that consistency is built, then it is ready now to actually be released to other people, as it's ready for other people to actually see it and hear that message, because yeah. now it's more complete. It actually has a more complete feel to it. Uh, yeah as opposed to just launching it and saying, here I am world, you know, here I am, you know, here's, here's my brand. Here's everything that I've been writing and everything. And, and oh my gosh, I mean, I just, such delusions of grandeur when I first started blogging, man, it was, (laughs) it was like, I, I, I remember when I, when I published my first book, Epiphany's Theories and Downright Good Thoughts, I don't even know if all of you guys know this, but the Epiphany's Theories and Downright Good Thoughts, dot, 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 made while playing video games was my first book. My first book. It was a great deep dive of philosophy about video games and the generation <laughs> that grew up on them, and and um, uh, I won't say it's my best work, but it was, but it was my first dive into publishing and finding my voice. And the yeah. the funniest thing was is that I published this thing. I remember sitting at home or even at work and checking like the sales rankings on Amazon and checking them on like Barnes and Noble, <laughs> and I'd see it kind of tick up for a while, and then it would just. You know, and you know, a week later, it's still going down, and it's still going down, and it's to me sitting there going, "Why is no one buying this thing? It's ready, it's out there, it's available." And then suddenly, the realization sticking in of, "Dude, you haven't marketed this thing. You don't even have like you know any kind of website. You've told your aunt and your uncle. You've told your brothers. You you know, there's a very very small sphere you know that knew about this thing at the time of the launch. Like my gosh." So yeah. it, it's like those kinds of lessons that you learn, you know. Just yeah, it's like it's like authors, especially early authors. I think they're notorious for that magical thinking. I know. You know? <laughs> like if you write it, they will come. I know. You know? <laughs> oh, they won't. Right. <laughs> that's why. That's another reason numbers. Number. I'm not gonna say numbers are not important, but relationship is it outranks numbers because just like Brian said, you can have. 10,000 people on your uh, following you, you could have, uh, and, and I, I would get this a lot. A lot of people would think like, Oh, you got an email list of a thousand or 2000 or 3000. That's pretty cool. Like, no, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm trying to go through the email list and take people, people that's not active. I'm taking them out. Mm-hmm. Well, why would you do that? Cause you can use that. And then I got to pay for that. Like the more e- people come on your email, then the, then the, then the cost of the email Monthly cost goes up, and if I have people on there that's not participating, why would I want to keep them on there? But beyond that, it goes down to the tight niche builds relationship, and not that everything has to be tight niche, but the the, the greater the number, then in in some cases you lose 
you lose quality of relationship and you don't always have to lose that. But I, I do believe that, that that's why we shouldn't be so fixated, even though we even though we are. I've been there like looking at numbers like, oh, man, we got to get here. We got to get here. We got to get here. Looking at sales like, oh, man, we got to get here. Why we got this many people? Why do why we why do we have why it's not translated into more sales? Because the relationship relationship wasn't there. And it was just numbers that we just invited people, invited people, invited people. But we it was a click of a button and they clicked the button back and it was there. But I, I hadn't had a conversation with them. I hadn't really dialogue with them. They hadn't watched the video. They didn't even know us. So I'm expecting this click of a button. Them clicking the button back means that they're gonna they're gonna automatically buy a book. And it doesn't work like that because again there was no there was no relationship built. And I believe that God will if we stop looking at the numbers and we rely on him to bring the the numbers that we need, mm-hmm. whether it's five or ten or whether it take five years or ten years, he knows the timing for one and he knows uh, the level of relationship he wants built up because he wants he knows the fruit that's going to be produced from that. So you can have 10,000 numbers and have zero fruit. Mm. Like, I, I, I'd rather have more fruit with less numbers than have more numbers and no fruit at all. So, yeah, mm. that's good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. So kind of I want to I want to bring this thing in for a landing. This is a lot of really good um, information here for this this first session of ours to kind of just talk about just the digital voice age and just all the different you know i think you've kind of coined it the voice wars uh in a sense how do we go from here then i mean as far as where you guys are at currently we kind of talked a little bit about where each of us is at in terms of our digital footprint and where we're going i wanted to kind of give each of us an opportunity to just kind of talk about you know where we're at right now and maybe what are we experimenting with you know like what are some things that we're trying to do right now as we're learning um, because I don't think any of us can proclaim to be experts uh, in the area of, of, well, just even writing, (laughs) but as far as just trying to learn this thing about, you know, getting your voice heard, getting your unique message out there, what are some things that we're experimenting with it right now uh, for each of us? So I will, uh, I'll kick it back to uh, my main man, Brent, the prophet first. We'll let you, we'll let you kind of chime in there first, man. You guys have to stop calling me a prophet. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to chime in, Brent, on the last time when you were speaking. It was going to, I was going to, but you were talking, so I want to jump over top. But I was like, see, that's why he's called the prophet. Did y'all hear that? <laughs> <laughs> the term you know, I've spent, um, I've spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of my life um, kindling my relationship with God in writing. And um, I'm ready to die. Uh, today, if I if I uh, my flight doesn't make it back, you know, from my hotel room where I am now, I'm ready. And I think that's the message. The bedrock is always truth. Um, so you're we always have to be expecting to people that are we're we're speaking to people that aren't ready to die. You know, that's, that's the key. And, you know, I, my hope is somebody that will tune into this. Maybe we'll break a portion up of this and then they'll tune into the whole thing. But isn't that what everybody's after? They're trying to figure out, you know, what to live for and, uh, and being prepared to die is, uh, man, I tell you what, it's the most freeing thing in the world to, to have your bags packed, your passport punched, ready to go, 
And um, so I've spent hundreds and hundreds of hours kindling my relationship with God, asking what is my voice. Hmm. And um, I believe in everything that we spoke tonight that um, God's got to put his stamp of approval. If you don't believe in God, that's okay. Um, I, I get it. <laughs> um, I, I, I challenge that in, in, you know, what Willie was saying earlier, sometimes people jump around with the idea of subjective truth, but, um, you know, to even make that claim, that's an objective claim. <laughs> and, um, I, I love you, but, you know, ultimately we're trying to make the decision on, on truth. And so that's what we do, you know, and that's how we act. And so as we have social media presences, as we have family members that we interact with by group message or however that is, we're kind of at that level where we have to decide how to do that. And so, yeah, I've cultivated a voice inside of me. Maybe you see it kind of coming through a little bit right now of just a humility, a um a basis for doing, for living the the very best um, offering of a life to God that I can, um, and not always succeeding at that, but you know, kind of uh, resetting to that that point. Right. Um, I think that's what we're after <laughs> as content creators. And the statement I said earlier about how. Um, I, I believe that there will be elevated voices in this information revolution. That's what we're in. Um, you, you, can, you can chase the dead ends for a while. Pornography is fun for a while. You, the 25% of internet viewed on, on the internet is, is pornography. But it's it it ends. There there's there's a season that it, it will no longer fulfill you. Um, other things you can chase for a while as well. You could chase relationships. You can chase your career. Um, it's good to produce and be effective in what you do. But ultimately, it it's it it ends, and um, it always give you less than what you put into it um it it'd always give back just a little bit less than what you wanted and so i guess for me i'll try to i know you're trying to land this plane josh but hmm. for me ultimately it's truth it's objective truth it's something that we're all trying to find and uh, all of our sinful past will take our own way um, but ultimately, is there really somebody out there? Is there really a core group here on planet Earth that really has mastery over these things that drive us crazy? And um, and I guess I'm here as that voice that there is uh, a way to be free and uh, a way to live that way. And um, I do. I do believe we have to advance as a unit. That... Um, enemy's crafty Hmm. and uh he loves doing things to not just you but everything that uh is important to you to to distract you and so it's a it's a unit that we move as maybe like uh the roman army where they had the the shields Hmm. the ones in the front would 
lock the shields together and the ones on the top would hold their shields above um, in advance like that. I th- kind of think that's the way that we have to advance uh, in the media world. So that's my two cents. Mm. Wow, that's good stuff. That's good stuff, man. I think they call that a phalanx, <coughs> right? The phalanx. What's that? The phalanx. That's the that's the yeah, uh, right. style of combat. I think that's what that is. Yeah. For all there the history go. buffs out there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> is that the Roman phalanx, or did that yeah. the Greeks or Romans? I think the Romans did it. I know. Yeah, Romans did it. I think the, I think the Spartans claimed it too. I think the okay, it probably goes back to the Greeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. Anyway, so good stuff, Brent. Good stuff, man. We're, well, we're going to continue to help you cultivate that voice, man. So. Yeah. Good and stuff. you've done nothing to help your claims of not being a prophet, Brent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, you guys got to stop calling me that. Here's some big bombs now for you from my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from my thoughts and my my alone time with the Lord, <laughs> so good stuff, man. So, uh, so Brian, then, yeah, I, um, you know, I I think that our voice, we sort of have a lifetime voice, and I think it it like builds over the course of our lifetime. Have Have you guys felt that or seen that? Mm. Like, Absolutely. you know, I mean, like our voice earlier, it's different now. Hopefully it's more mature <laughs> and uh, more seasoned and bigger and better. But um, I think that there's some things we can do to really, like, cooperate with that enhancement of our voice. And I just jotted down here. One of the things is to really tap into the voice signature of the creator mm-hmm. because it's like it's like his voice awakens our voice, you know? Right. So, like... And again, this is coming from a, a Christian worldview, but uh, like in prayer or in the word, it we, we start to pick up his voice signature better mm-hmm. and it awakens our voice, makes it more clear and strong, I think. But I think journaling is important. I think quality conversations important, quality think time. All of these things enhance our voice and mm-hmm. elevate it. Um, as far as what was your question, what are we doing new or what's some yeah, new so tech? Like what, what would you say you might be experimenting with right now as far as okay. in the digital voice yeah. realm? Sure. Yeah. One of the things I'm on the edge of and wanting to get deeper into is like that Venn diagram, you know, where it, where it overlaps in the middle and you got that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. And so the one circle represents the conversation that's happening out there in the world. And there are tools today to to do a deep dive into what what are people asking about mm-hmm. what are their pain points you know what are their aspirations we're talking about like google mm-hmm. google data and uh, even data like on amazon a- amazon you have google as the biggest search engine i think youtube which is owned by google and then amazon is the third largest search engine and there are tools to even go onto Amazon. What books are people buying? How many of those books are being sold? What questions are they asking to buy those books? Hmm. It gives you a good pulse in the culture hmm. about the conversation. That along, that so I'm kind of ex- on the edge of experimenting with that and uh, using a tool or two to help get a better picture of that. And then so so the other circle where it overlaps, you know, the one circle is is the conversation. That's all sort of uh, you can you can discover it through metadata, hmm. you know, through yeah. Google Analytics and Amazon Analytics. And the other circle though is is your voice. And so 
what is it in your voice that can speak to what they're talking about hmm. that overlaps you need to pay attention to that spot right there oh yeah so so that's something and then guys i'm just that, interested that's good brian that's huge i like that mm-hmm. ah uh-huh. well yeah. we need to keep talking about it because i think it's important and we need to grow in it you know mm-hmm. i want to talk with you guys about it but i think that um i'm not interested in content just for like building numbers or even monetizing content mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. i mean i i am interested in sustainable <laughs> models that work you know uh you know financially or for example but um what does content create what does it do does it create movements does it does it create new relationships, new, new, you know, connections that are mm-hmm. that are designed to happen? Can there be new goods and services coming out of content that the world's asking for, that hmm. just begging for it? So, like outcomes of audience building and content creation. Hmm. Looking further downstream, you know, got to look further downstream than how many people visited my website this week. Yeah. You know. Yep. Actually, and and running with other voices too is important, which 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 we're doing here. But you know, running with other voices. So let's look further downstream. What are outcomes that we're actually looking for that move the needle yep. in this world on causes and justice issues? You know, freedom. Cool. So that's that's me right now. That's a that's a snapshot anyway. <laughs> That's that's a good snapshot, man. That's a that's a pretty good uh, uh, as far as a broad lens of just a lot of good stuff. That I think you're that you're be that you're diving into that I think a lot of people wouldn't really necessarily be there yet. As far as if they were just starting out, you know, they'd probably still be thinking about well what their voice is, um, but they may be dabbling into the stuff like that. I think that what you're what you're talking to right now, Brian, which is just hey, I've got this platform now. I mean. I mean, Jesus Smart primarily is what you're doing as far as content creation right now, right? I mean, as opposed to blogging and things like that, correct? Yeah, yeah blogging on Jesus Smart as well yep. as podcasting, yep. yeah. Yep. So, yep. good. Excellent stuff, man. Willie, how about you, man? Uh, I was trying to sit here and think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to say. No. That's all we saved you for last, man. No, right. You were, were supposed to be sitting there going, all right, I got everything I'm going to say. I know. I was trying. So I, I was like, thank you, Josh. And then I, <laughs> then I get here. No. Um, as far as, I don't know, as far as digital footprint, I mean, I see some things, some new things that we're trying is, is um, definitely – for me personally, um, is the rest. And my, me and my wife are doing the same thing, but I know I, I'm trying to lean lean into it a little bit more is going back to what I said about the grace over grind thing. It's not, it's not feeling that I have to make everything happen, that I actually have to stay up super late. Because I got to, I, I mean, of course, there are times where work has to get done and I do have to do that. But not thinking that I have to, okay, I got to stay up to five in the morning, three in the morning. I'm being consistent with this grinding and grinding and grinding because I'm trying to make things happen, trying to take things to the next level and um, really resting in the fact that I didn't start this thing in the first place. 
And it's not going to be me that's going to take it to the next level. I'm going to play a role in that. I'm going to be using the process of that. But really being obedient and keeping my ear, um, if you want to say to the ground in a sense, of uh, just spending time, like like Brent said, just read. I need to get, get trying to get myself to that place, which you, Josh, you know, is being consistent with just the hours, as Brent said, with just spending time with God, spending time um, with him to hear what it is that we're supposed to be doing in the season that we're working in. Uh, what, what am I supposed to be doing today? What am I supposed to be doing this morning? How am I supposed to be navigating through some of these things, these emails or some of the ideas or some of the the opportunities that, that may present themselves or that have presented themselves? How am I supposed to navigate through those? And how am I supposed to prepare for the future ones? And so that's something that I'm just really, really, really working on. It's just the resting thing. And then as far as um, just digitally wise, right now we are spending, me and my wife are spending more time uh, God is really opening up opportunity for our publishing and design business. Hmm. And we've been seeing, we've better than blended was we, we started that in 2014 and even with better than blended being, where's that we've been seeing more traction better than blended is a lot of out, like outgoing. It's not a whole lot of incoming. I mean, it's on, but it's, it's a lot of, a lot of putting out for it, but we've been seeing more, opportunities presenting themselves uh when it comes to the design portion of it as far as the writing mm-hmm. and just and it's been really fun really talking to uh, we started off t- just had a cl- had a workshop and it was a lot of um, older 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 people that came and just talking to them about really leaving a legacy for their family that's what their desire was to leave a legacy for their yeah. family so we're really leaning into that like we created a workshop called legacy letters and we just talk about that. We talk about the blueprint for self-publishing. So that's kind of where our footprint is going now is where God is leading us to. It's really just diving into the publishing aspect and really pouring out the knowledge he's given us. And we're just giving it freely to people. Um, and we have some people that want to pay us, you know, go figure. That they, they they say, hey, thank you for the free information, but I don't want to do it by myself. Can, can you guys help me do it? And so... That's the type. That's the stuff that I'm talking about. We could have went to the workshop and over and tried to oversell, like, "Hey, here's some information," or we could have been stingy with the information and said, "Here go a little tiny piece of tastiness." Now, for the rest of it, you gotta buy it. But that's not what we were. That's not what we were. We were called to do. We were called to share it unreservedly, and we still receive fruit from even doing that because we're being obedient to what was called. So. I mean, that's just where we at right now is diving into that portion of it and just really trying to trying to fall back and be obedient to what God's calling us to do. It's really good, Willie. You know, you know, I just heard something, Willie, and, and, and this is coming from people that I don't know they're Christians. It's not coming from at least anything that's presenting itself to be Christian, but they're saying share everything you learn right away. Hmm. And they're saying teach everything you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and they're actually saying that as a business model. Right. Just just give it all away as fast as you can. Right. It, it's interesting. It's, well, you know, what's interesting about it, what's really even more interesting about it is that people will take that and and they will say, oh, that's a, that's a really good business model. Hmm. And we don't, and, and not give credit, but or even not know where the credit is really, really comes from. Because that's just wisdom. That that's wisdom that that's biblically based to give it all away, 
it's better to to give than to receive. That's just wisdom. That's you know saying that's biblically based, but we'll take these things and and we look at it and like, oh yeah, that's just how that's what that's no 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 that's that's from the United States. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's founded from right here. <laughs> exactly. I can open this book up and show you the pages. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's some really 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 close similarities. Y'all y'all didn't <laughs> yeah. I'm like, nah, I don't know about that. So, yeah. but we got we just have to keep presenting these things uh and not necessarily like holding the book up and presenting them but we just present it with our with our lives and our actions as how we relate to people how we conversate how we interact with clients or customers or whatever it is we how we that's one thing i can say that the conference we had we were we were aiming for the conference we had in october art in our mind we were aiming for this this huge conference and huge in our minds is it was like 400 people mm. and and that's not even huge because i've seen conferences with four thousand people ten thousand people you know but in our minds 400 people was was huge and so in our conference that we actually had the turnout it was maybe about 40 people 40 or 50 people or somewhere around there and do you know the impact of that was incredible mm. with that small number the thing that the one thing that was consistent through the whole, through just all of the the, the uh, surveys they filled out, literally a lady stopped me and talked to me for probably like forty minutes, and just told me how relational she felt. One of the vendors that was there sent us an email back and said, "You know, I really felt cared for, and I felt that you guys loved me." Like these are the words he used oh, in wow. his email. He said, "I felt that that you guys loved me, and I felt cared for how you guys kept checking on me." Um, he's. I've been to a lot of conferences, and that you know that wasn't the situation. It's not that I that he looked for it or whatever, but yeah, this that smaller number had a greater impact than what we thought. And but it was intentional, and I, what we thought we needed to do, and what we thought we needed to be, and all the things that we went out and got, begin trying to trying to get this bigger venue. Oh, we need more of this. We need more of that. That's not going to be enough because we're we're looking for four hundred people when. How, once we kind of scaled back and just was sit, sat silently and listened, we figured out that it wasn't 400 people. We figured out that it didn't need to be as big, so we scaled down. And once we did all that, we pulled, pulled, dropped some, dropped some of the uh, speakers off. That you know that it just needed to, it needed to happen. It wasn't that they were bad speakers or anything. They were amazing speakers, and we really wanted them there. But that wasn't what we were. That wasn't what we were being informed to do as we sat sat down and listen to it and that thing had huge impact man like i don't know i was i was in tears at the end i was holding back though but i was in tears inside <laughs> eternally but i was also just very i was i was amazed at how 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 well it turned out and the, the feedback we got back from people saying like this was a really relational conference like i've been to many conferences where I have some really good speakers, really dynamic speakers, and I didn't feel the connection that I felt here. Right. And so that's what's important. That's what's important to me is now I've re- from that conference, I, that showed me, took me to a different level in relationship and what I expect out of relationships and what I need to pour back into relationships. So, Good stuff. Well, for me, uh, before we close Sorry. all this out then, uh, primarily <laughs> uh, I think my first observation is that uh, – all of us within this group have, I think, varying degrees or areas of, you know, just entrepreneurship as far as writing and, you know, just having a digital footprint like we've been talking about throughout this whole thing. So I, th- I think that's a really valuable asset uh, to kind of keep us, 
um, I think, level with each other uh, as far as being able to share good information um, coming from not having a footprint yet or even having a little bit further down the line and finding new avenues like you were saying, Willie, you know, like with uh, TKI. Uh, even though you guys had started better than Blended, you were saying a lot of things going out, more coming in from this other area. It's okay to embrace that. Right, you know, and then, yeah. you know, you guys talking about evolving voices as they go, because that's kind of been my theme has been an evolving voice. I mean, just the that first book, that Epiphanies Theories book, and then I had all these these big thoughts of like a series of books I was gonna do. You know, every eight or nine months were gonna come out. They're gonna be awesome, and you know, I was on the train of buying like bookmarks and just all kinds of paraphernalia that was gonna go along with it. And then literally sitting back and going, wait a second, this is my heart is not really in this. You know, this is not actually where I think my voice is supposed to carry itself. And and so kind of getting realigned with, you know, where, you know, God actually said, hey, do you really just want to be another angry voice among the masses? Is that really what your your goal is? Is that really what you want to do? And and I just I I kind of very humbly said no, <laughs> like I, you, know, you know like a tail between my legs kind of thought or or, or image, and uh, that has totally taken me in a different direction. And and so my experimentation with this whole digital voice age has been, how do I continue to hone the unique message now that I know what it is? You know, how do I do that? You know, what channels do I work with? You know, who should I try to engage with? You know, who should I not be afraid to ask questions of? Or, you know, and not be afraid of the rejection maybe that I might have been before where I might have been more fearful because I wasn't totally owning the idea. You know, and now I'm ready to own the idea. So there's a lot more stuff that I'm willing to do now with this, with this new voice that I have that I wasn't before, you know, doing the podcast, starting the podcast myself last year was a huge step, you know, just going like, Lord, like what else, you know, do I want to be doing? And it was kind of catharsis, a little bit of catharsis in the beginning, you know, a little bit of therapy doing a, a podcast, but man, I mean, it's, it's gotten me connected with, with you, Willie, with Brian, you know, with Jason also from substance. Uh, it's, it's reengaged, um, uh, just the creative group in general how this group has come back together again. So it clearly has, the more I've, I've, I've recognized that taking, um, I don't want to say calculated risks, but it's risks where I've moved in increments. And when I see the next door that's open, I'm just, I, I just try to go through it and see, well, well, God, is this where I'm supposed to go next? You know, is this where, is this where you want me to go? And yeah. if it's like, nope, you know, come back, go to the next one. And where I, yeah. I just feel like I was so hesitant before now I, I have a lot more confidence than I did before, especially with like even doing this this thing right here, this this session uh, with you guys. So that's where where I'm really at. And aside from just finishing the second novel, which has been kind of the bane of my existence for the last, <laughs> the last two years, and you guys know this, some of my listeners know that on the writer's lens, and uh, just you know, Elephant has a gestation period of eighteen months. Do you know yeah. that? <laughs> well. In my case, I, I'm I'm working with like a mammoth-sized gestation period because it is just like, <laughs> it, it has been taken, just oh man, just, oh, just crush crushing crushing me in the, on all this. But it's it's been really good and learning more and more about myself and how I work. Uh, you know, you sometimes you think you know how well you work at something, and then all of a sudden you realize when a, a new curveball is thrown your way, you're not swinging as well as you thought. 
Yeah, right. That's, that's, that's kind of been kind of been my experience, but I definitely but, learned that through our process. What's that? <laughs> so I definitely learned that through the process of working with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> I Thinking swear. I was good at something and figuring out that I was I was okay at it, but I I, it, I was better at delegating. And really? I should have yep. <laughs> right. You know it. It's funny. I, I've talked. I've listened to a lot of um. And this is just real quick sidebar before we, we pull this thing in. I've listened to a lot of different psychological uh, analyses of the Book of Genesis, and one of one of the yeah, and it's it's one of the prevailing themes that I find from anybody, whether they're you know secular or or Christian or otherwise, is that one of Eve's greatest contributions to Adam is the fact that she makes him self conscious. That's one of her greatest <laughs> contributions. <laughs> To Adam is she totally makes him self conscious. Oh my so, goodness! You, you thought could, you were good a, at that. You thought that's a rabbit hole. We could really run that. <laughs> yeah, you, you thought you had good hygiene. You thought you had things together. You thought you were organized. <laughs> you really weren't. <laughs> you really, you were not at all. Not even close. There's nothing so, like our wives to unzip us, man. Right? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Exactly. That's that's part of the that's part of the sharpening. Yep. It hurts sometimes, but that then that blade gets sharper and sharper. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, in the moment, I know I, there's many times in the moment I just be frustrated. I just look like, who asked you anyway? But, <laughs> and I don't say it without thinking in my head, right. real loud, real loud in here. There, there's and, wisdom and then, there too, Willie, with that comment. I think there was right. <laughs> so, so then I just see, but then I see the sharpening. So, yep. oh yeah, mm. awesome. wow. Excellent stuff, gentlemen. Um, thank you again for uh, participating in this first recorded session. I think this is a good place to end for the pens of steel uh, in this uh, first rather just kind of get together to kind of invite us into this uh, digital voice war slash unique messaging that we're trying to hone. So uh, I continue to look forward to the dialogue we'll be having, guys. So thanks again. Yeah, I'm not going to be happy unless this has 100,000 views. <laughs> Didn't we just talk about this? We talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Josh. Yeah. All right, thanks. All right, so that will conclude the Pens of Steel group discussion, uh, edition one, I dare say. I say it's going to be edition one of this uh, potentially a uh, larger platform that the four of us will engage with and maybe more faces and voices later on. So uh, again, hope you guys have enjoyed this uh, discussion piece that uh, myself, Brian, Brent, and Willie were engaged with talking about digital footprints, digital media, and uh, just all kinds of things uh, relating to being an emerging voice, whether you're in publishing or just any kind of artistic expression. I hope you found this to be valuable to uh, you or to maybe someone else that you might know that you might have shared it with. And if you're looking for the first two sessions, you can find that through Podbean on iTunes and various other platforms where you can get this podcast uh, available there. So again, guys, thanks for tuning in, and I will catch up with you again shortly. This is Josh J.C. Alfelto for The Writer's Lens. Mm-hmm.